You're listening to The Simply Flawsome Show, a podcast designed for you to listen, learn, and leverage. Please welcome your host, Zoe Turner. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's so touching, really, that I was one of the first women to come to your mind. I really appreciate yeah, it. Were, I'd like to use your introduction for myself <laughs> going forward. Okay, Thank so Janine, first of all, can you take us back? Like, where did it all start for you? Um, was there anything or anyone special in your childhood that influenced you to be the amazing woman that you are today? <laughs> Well, so my family um, play a really big part in terms of my influence. Mm -hmm. And when I was really young, also Elvis Presley, to be honest. <laughs> when I was a really young girl, we used okay. to live in, in New York City. Oh, okay. And um, apparently, I started to sing before I could talk. Okay. And I used to sing Elvis Presley songs, which unfortunately that gives away my age a bit, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. But early influences in my life really were uh, my parents mm -hmm. and uh, my maternal grandmother, who was a, uh, a, a pioneer of her time. She was somebody who had um, really taken charge of, a, of, of her life in a way that uh, you, know, you wouldn't expect. She hadn't been educated uh, like we have been. Mm -hmm. She was married off very young. Uh, she had two daughters and then her husband died when she was in her early 30s and he was a trades, uh, trader who used to trade kind of down the coast of West Africa and she somehow found the courage to take control of her life. Um, find a way to take over the business and teach herself maths and teach herself how to run a business mm -hmm. and made the amazing decisions to send her daughters overseas for their education which is what changed the whole course of our lives so yeah. very very powerful maternal influences I have in my life. And she sent your mom to America? Yeah well she sent my mom to, the, to actually to, Ed, uh, to Edinburgh mm -hmm. she, she went to Scotland mm -hmm. and uh, her sister went to France so they went mm -hmm. to two different places and, and um, as a result of my mom studying in, in Scotland then when she got married they moved to the US for their postgraduate mm -hmm. studies and otherwise we would have been back in uh, you know North Africa Wow. Yeah, um, you know, it was so that completely changed the course of our of our lives. Okay, so as you're aware, the focus on this season is mental health. Have you ever hit rock bottom at any point in your life? Yeah, it's many times, many times. Um, when I was at school, I actually had a, a tough time at school because I was bullied quite a bit. I remember a time when the entire class, minus one person, decided they were all going to gang up against me. And like all decided they weren't going to talk to me and they were going to like, you know, just make me feel um, ostracized and excluded. And that was really, really tough, especially as a child. Yeah. Um, I remember also, you know, uh, growing, when I, when I left Dubai and went to university, I was, um, I felt like I was very innocent. I really didn't know, I'd been at an all-girls school my whole life. I'd never been to any mixed, in, kind of in any mixed environments really. And I suddenly was, you know, at Durham University, 
co-ed environment and everybody seemed to know so much more than I did about life mm -hmm. and I felt very uh, very innocent very gullible mm -hmm. um, and then the the worst experience and the worst time in my life, the real rock bottom for me, was eight years ago when I lost my third child. And, um, you know, the, uh, the loss of a child is, I think, uh, you know, for uh, anyone who's, you know, been through that, arguably one of the most devastating things you can go through. Um, and that was a point in my life where I felt uh, I don't really know that I want to continue on, mm -hmm. you know. Or I had that, those kind of doubts. Yeah, no, I can imagine. So how, 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 I can imagine, I'm sorry to hear that, and thanks for sharing. That's, you know, I can imagine that was a really devastating mm. thing to happen to you. Like, but how did you get through that? How did you get through those difficult times? Well, with the loss of my, uh, my child, I, I was, I had, as Dean and Azelia were, were, were very young at that stage, and, um, I, I, w I remember this mantra going on in my head the whole time. I just wish I could run away from it all. I wish I could run away from this all. And um, I realized that obviously, you know, they, the children needed me and I did need to get up and I did need to take care of them. And I also had the company, right, uh, Bensuda Consulting. And um, I, was, I was struggling to find a way to deal with it. And I found it tough because in the community, uh, often people don't know what to say to you when you've lost a child. And um, th I mean, bless them, there were a number of mothers um, who were struggling to find things to say and would, think, would say things to me that would hurt even more like, oh, well, you know, just, you know, just get over it. You'll, you'll get, you can have another one. Or, well, you've already, already, already got two, so, you know, you should did be you thankful. Have, did you have a miscarriage? No, I actually was till um, uh, full term. It wasn't in, but uh, the baby died in in um, utero. Okay. So it was unfortunately there was a, a knot in the umbilical cord, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, so he, so I had a, a natural delivery. He was fully formed. He, he's buried like you know, he's a, a real baby, mm -hmm. uh, fully formed baby. So it was yeah, you've gone through the whole pregnancy, and everybody had seen me because of the work that I do. I'm very much in the public eye, mm -hmm. so thousands of people knew I was pregnant, and then suddenly thousands of people were asking me, where's the baby, where's the baby? So it's like I had to go through the death so many more times afterward, explaining to people that I didn't have a baby. So um, what changed how I kind of got out of that was one day I decided to change the mantra in my head from I wish I could run away from it all to just maybe I should just run let's just go running and um, I tried to multitask because my son was a used to have football lessons so when I would take him for football I decided one day to put my my, my uh, sports shoes on and while he was playing to just kind of jog around the football field where I could still cheer him on and I found at the end of that that it made me feel better, the endorphins in my mind, in my brain. And so at the end of it, I kind of felt a bit positive and uh, my energy levels were up. And I said, you know what, I'll do that again, his next practice. And he used to practice three times a week. Mm -hmm. And lo, lo and behold, that's how I started to find a way to uh, save myself basically from mm -hmm. getting into depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can completely relate to that as well. Totally. I mean, that's where I met you, I think. Yes. At, at Dubai Creek Striders. That's right. And you know how I got to the Dubai Creek Striders was uh, one of my clients at the time, which was Tom Smith. Really? <laughs> so uh, oh. um, our mutual friend Tom Smith okay. had, was one of my. He worked at a bank. And I took Tom to the Striders. Oh, I look at that. So he was one of the people who, when I went back to work, said, "Oh, wait, wait, you had the baby," and I said. No. I, well, I did, but it didn't work out anyway. And then he said, well, listen, um, if you started running, you should join, you must join the, a club. And that was a, one of the best decisions because obviously joining a club meant now you've got a support system. So there are people around you who encourage you to keep coming and um, encourage you to set yourself goals. Um, yeah, running just gives you amazing perspective. Yeah. And um, just the endorphins that are released into your body right. when we exercise. That's right. What is your why in life? 
Uh, my why has been clear ever since I was a little girl, and it's been to inspire others to be all they can be, to be the sunshine in people's lives. There, there are many phases in my life during which, like when I was at when I was at school and I was being bullied, was because of this. You know, people would laugh at that. <laughs> you know. To be sunshine in people's life that's so cheesy right um, but that was always uh, that was always my why yeah. was to find a way to make people happy and to find a way to make people love themselves more and um, uh, be happy about who they are and see the qualities in themselves mm -hmm. I can see that with your own sister <laughs> <laughs> right put out every day. It's and time for vitamin <laughs> J, your sunshine. I know they inspire me greatly. Oh, I'm sure thank they God. inspire lots of other people too. Um, so there's lots of women all over the world that they don't have the same opportunities as that we have been given. Right. So what would your one bit of advice be to any woman that would like to achieve something but she feels that there is one thing stopping her yeah. from holding her back? You know, I would say, there are several things I would say, find somebody who believes in you. Because I think it's very lonely when you are um, left alone with your thoughts and your doubts about yourself. It can be very devastating when, you know, because you doubt yourself, you, you, you question everything, you see the world through maybe um, a grey tinted glasses. If you can find just one person who believes in you and can point out and see the light in you, that can be the, the window to help you, um, you know, just confirm and, and, and um, affirm your own belief in yourselves. And I've, I found that um, just, as, just as it was with get, helping me out of depression, finding a community that gave me, um, you know, a, a little belief in the fact that there, there is still uh, positivity out there, you know, there is still strength, I can become strong again. Uh, really helped so I would say find somebody who believes in you and and use that as a base what about those people that maybe feel that they don't have anybody that they possibly don't feel that they don't have any positive role model or anyone that kind of believes in their kind of aspirations or dreams you know is there anything that you would advise them to do maybe like a bit of self-talk or well definitely uh, affirmations I mean if, if there was anyone what one of the reasons I love uh, social media is that it's it allows us and people like us to who want to inspire others to have a loudspeaker because if we can at least you know be a voice there that can be heard by uh, somebody who is sitting doubting herself wondering you know nobody believes in me what can I do then yes I would say speak it out loud um, uh, speak all the positives of yourself write them down write a list down of all the positive things that you are all the things you're grateful for write down all of your dreams and everything that you would like to accomplish because as we articulate what we believe in we give life to it mm. uh, and this is also kind of comes uh, back to the model I was talking to you about the think talk and behave yeah. so you first need to to think it um, then speak it and then start to behave and act in ways as though you are already there so this model that we're talking about here it's a framework that Janine has devised herself I'll let her tell you about <laughs> it. <laughs> get it wrong. <laughs> yes, it's called Think, Talk and Behave. And it's a tool to help you give life to the intangible. So whether it's your dreams or aspirations, your values, something you believe in, how do you make it come to life? You know, so it's, it's a process that starts with thinking it and um, thinking about how this value or this dream could be shown and illustrated in your decision making and how you prioritize things that you want and then speak it to yourself speak it to others tell people what you're about to do write it down and then the actions so start to take actions that will lead you to those goals yeah. wow it's so simple yet yeah thought-provoking <laughs> mm -hmm. definitely Okay, so lots of people at different stages in their life, they're riddled with fear, mm. which stops them moving forward. So instead, they choose to stay.
stay in their comfort zone. Yeah. As someone who constantly challenges themselves, what advice would you give to somebody that feels this way? You know what? I mean, I've been in this, uh, uh, experiencing this type of fear many times in my life, very recently and, and uh, you know, on a constant basis, because every time as we're growing, we set ourselves bigger targets, and, and you're always in that state of fear about the unknown, right? Um, what I do, and I would encourage everyone to do, is when you feel yourself being paralyzed by fear, move. <laughs> because m being motionless is the worst thing you can do. So as soon as you find, oh, I'm stuck, acknowledge it, say, okay, I realize I'm stuck right now. So I'm going to, let's, let's just give myself a pause and let me now make a plan for what action I can take. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I feel stuck when I've got a task that's really, really big. It could be financial, it could be emotional, it could be, you know, a, a goal or objective. So I, I go through the kind of breaking the target down into smaller and smaller and smaller goals that become more achievable. Mm -hmm. Because when the goal is too big, like if you're saying, I'm in financial debt now, how do I get out of financial debt? It can almost seem overwhelming, mm -hmm. you know, and that can lead to depression because you mm -hmm. feel like there's no way I can get over this. Once you start to break it down into a tiny, you know, task that you can do on a daily basis, you start and give yourself a little, um, uh, you know, daily or weekly schedule. You then, and, and you know, when we do sport, this is one of the things I love about sport is that we give ourselves targets to mm -hmm. say, how will I run a marathon? Well, it's not going to be from running two times, twice around the football field where my son used to play. How would I ever run a marathon from that? I had to build, you know, from a daily to weekly to mm -hmm. monthly, quarterly plans mm -hmm. to, you know, take small steps to get there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, I find that morning routine is so important for <laughs> me. So important. And it can mean the difference between a good day and a bad day. Do you have any specific morning routine? My gosh, morning is, I, I'm 100% in agreement with you. And that's one of my driving forces for Instagramming in the morning. I believe that uh, starting your day with a positive attitude, with positive affirmations, mm -hmm. with um, absolutely manifest itself. And so um, one thing that I always encourage people to do is, Figure out what makes you tick. So for me, it's sport, but it might be. For, for my uh, two-woman partner, Andrea, it's meditation. It's drinking all kinds of green concoctions. <laughs> it's listening to birds. So whatever it is for you, if it's singing songs, if it's prayer, find out the things that are meaningful to you and put you in a positive state and raise your vibration. Because when you raise your vibration, you raise your energy, and you can't do anything without energy. So find that mm -hmm. and then start your day with those activities mm -hmm. that put you in a high vibration. Mm -hmm. I absolutely encourage people to look at themselves in the mirror and uh, you know, give themselves positive affirmations and expect great things and to say today is going to be a fantastic day. I am going to accomplish A, B, C, D, E. No matter what it is, speak it out. The more you speak and vocalize what you want, the more you will manifest to the extent where you will be incredibly surprised. I cannot emphasize this enough. I constantly see this in people and in myself. Mm -hmm. So I really, really encourage people to do that. Mm -hmm. Speak what you want in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I truly <laughs> believe that happiness, I love my sleep, happiness can be achieved with our eyes closed. Mm. I often see that you get up so early and, and I used to be like that, right. but now um, I kind of try and sometimes I just don't break my sleep for sure. exercise. And I'm wondering, like, how how many hours do you sleep on a night? Right. Is it up for the kids? And yeah. You're, you're exercising on a morning. Yeah, I need my sleep as well, and that's definitely critical to your balance. Mm -hmm and to your, uh, to your mental health. Definitely sleep is, and nutrition yeah. and exercise are three really key elements. So I completely agree with you. Uh, what I've done is that um, I have started to, uh, there, was a, there were a couple of phases where I'd get a little obsessed with the waking up and you know doing, doing the sport. But what I f 
found was my body would let me know loud and clear by knocking me down and saying, you know, either I'd get sick or I'd fall off my bike or something would happen and my body would be saying, Oi, it's that and you're overdoing it now. So I've learned about myself and I've learned that I need to play it by ear. So I don't wake up every day um, super early. Uh, I, I, and if, if I'm meant to wake up super early and I don't feel it, I don't force myself to because I understand that sometimes our best exercise is sleep <laughs> and our best gift to ourselves is a little more rest in bed, yeah. I also, I see that you like to make time for your friends. Yeah. Um, so how important is social interaction for you and what impact do you feel that that has on our mental health? Yes. You know, uh, it's got a great deal of impact, negative and positive. So if you surround yourself with positive people, interaction with positive individuals can be food for your soul great food for your soul and nourishment. We feed off of each other, right? Because we can't be 100% every day. So some days you might be 100 and I might be 50 and you help me out and you inject a bit of your energy into me and pull me up and just remind me mm -hmm. to, to be happy and, and that can really raise my spirit. And some days it'll be the reverse. So if you have the right group of friends, I think social interaction is really, really important. What I would say people need to pay attention to is negative influences. Because some of us, and, and many of us have been through this, I've been through this myself, where at times in my life I've had negative people in, around me, they can really pull you down. And I found that the best thing for me has been to cut those relationships in the most sensitive, appropriate ways as possible, but to stop them because to save myself. Um, uh, but uh, human interaction is very important. Um, I think also with different ages. Mm -hmm. So, you know, interaction with children, interaction with older people, interaction with um, uh, giving back. So with, um, you know, people for when, when, you're, when you're contributing for, to causes, that is very nourishing for the soul and the yeah. spirit. That was actually one of the questions um, I had for you today. Um, because I see that you you, you're a philanthropist. <laughs> philanthropist. <laughs> and um, you know, what is it that you know? What initiatives have you been involved in? And um, can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, of course. Um, so some of them I I, I don't uh, talk about, but some of them I do. So I'll, you know, mentioned those ones. So um, uh, the Ramadan fridges, which mm -hmm. um, uh, you may have seen um, a lot about, uh, which is a great initiative that runs uh, during. Ramadan, I do it, uh, keep it on um, longer throughout throughout the year, which is a great initiative where communities come together sharing, um, you know, food and beverages for the, the workers and, and in their community. And um, and then also there, the, the, the students and children in Bangladesh, I support Maria uh, um, Conceição and the Maria Christina Foundation, and I know you do as well. And amazing, yes, amazing. really amazing. And she's um, about to embark on another <laughs> very exciting challenge. Has she actually revealed what it Not is yet. yet? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. So watch out for that. Absolutely. So there, uh, you know, you had a question about um, young uh, girls and, and young women. Um, and I've done, been doing some work with some of the young adults uh, in her program, particularly the, the females, to just help them building self-esteem, wow. who may have, you know, grown up in environments where women weren't and girls weren't really cherished or appreciated. Mm -hmm. So they've grown up feeling like they were anyway. Um, mistakes or not welcome in the family, no use, no good, no expectations for them to accomplish anything. So rebuilding their confidence and their ability to express themselves yeah. and their dreams wow. is something I'm really passionate about. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, I was chatting to Maria about that, um, you know, because I was telling her about the work that I do in India with yes, the boys. Yes, I love it. Um, but it's very much focused on the boys and not the girls okay. and um, you know quite often the girls in places like India and Bangladesh they're very much hidden yeah. you know they're born and their expectation is for them to become parents 
to become a mother. So mm. education isn't seen as important. A, an important thing for them. So the boys are prioritised. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, it's been easy in many respects to seek out the boys because they're there. The girls are very hidden. Yeah. And it would require a little bit more effort, which I'm going to put in to kind of finding the girls and um, and hopefully you know um, maybe putting one of them through through education that's a really worthwhile cause uh, you know uh, a, a well, not maybe definitely. definitely you're going to do yeah. it yeah and that was one bit of advice that Maria gave me sorry to interrupt but she just said just start with one yes just start with one you know you don't have to be you know helping hundreds, thousands, you can just start with one and that one can have like huge impact on generations. Absolutely. And statistics uh, prove that when you help educate a, a little girl, mm -hmm. girls contribute significantly higher to their communities and to, to raising um, the emotional intelligence, the happiness and the productivity of their communities, yeah. um, even than their male counterparts. Not to say that, of course, males contribute, but women and, and girls uh, have that kind of an Im impact because of their natural compassion and um, the, the way that they, you know, they, they, they bring others along with them. Yeah. So it really is. And then you change um, a, a girl's life, you're changing her whole family because, again, a woman is at the center of her family and her household. So it is so worthwhile. And yes, you change one, you're changing an entire community. Yeah, it can impact on generations. Yes. Okay. Tell me now a little bit about your journey with your company. What has been the most difficult challenges for you and, and how have you overcome them? The first uh, challenge was uh, the company was set up in 2007. As you remember, 2008, 2009 was a global recession. <laughs> and I was um, expecting Azealia then. So she was delivered in um, 2008. So it was like, you know, a lot of things going on. So that was my first big challenge. And uh, the way that I overcame that was just sheer refusal to be. Uh, to, to, to give in, you know, I was just like, I, this is not going to get the better of me. Uh, I just, I'm going to do everything to make this work. And ultimately, you realize that people who win are just people who just keep going. Mm. Because there's nothing special about me. There's nothing extraordinary about me or what I can do at all. It's just that I, I keep, and people like us, you know, we, we find a way to continue the journey and the battle every day and we find things to be grateful for, and we find reasons, and we, and we keep reaffirming our why, which gives us the energy to keep going. So that was, you know, that was uh, my first big challenge. The second challenge was really, okay, now when you, you get the company to a certain size, where do you go from there? So how do you, do you go bigger? Do you sell it? Do you go international? So these types of questions. That was kind of my next, um, the next big challenge I was faced with, especially as I was developing this tool in the framework of think, talk, behave, and what do I do with that? Yeah. And um, and so I, uh, you know, explored many different options. And one of the decisions that I made was to write a book and to you know develop the, the framework into a kind of a scalable model mm -hmm. that, that, that could be used by others. You got the trademark. Uh, yeah, well, and as you know, because you're also writing a book, that um, uh, trademarking in, in the, the actual model in terms of a methodology, mm -hmm. you can't do, but you can, wow. but you can trademark the, all of the graphs and graphics and yes. uh, icons associated with it, so kind of you package it together. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's, it's protected by copyright, mm -hmm. and I've had it published in Forbes, Middle East, etc. Like, oh, I've had, you know, I've had yeah. um, uh, the, the writing out there in the market, so... Mm -hmm. And I've done the they put it in a DHL and DHL it to yourself, and it's like, you know, um, untouched. So I have that like since, I don't know, 2010, I think, <laughs> as proof of when it was developed. But um, yeah, so that was one. And you know, another challenge I get is every so often I do find myself asking myself the question, is this really what you want to be doing? Mm -hmm. 
because I, I am somebody who's had multiple things I'm interested in, like music, mm -hmm. like performing arts. And sometimes, you know, I do ask myself, well, do I, do I just want to go and be, you know, run away and be on some sort of touring, you know, um, theater, theater group <laughs> or musical? Are you doing anything? <laughs> Are you doing anything at the moment to, um, you know, to do with acting or singing? Like, there's so many, like, theater groups yeah. in Dubai, so many acting yes. groups. A few years ago, I was actively involved with DuckTac. So I was involved in a couple of productions in Hairspray, I had a lead role there in West Side Story. Uh, however, of late, I've been living that vicariously through Azelia, because Azelia, my daughter, is, is very much the, yeah, she's an actress, singer, you know, performer. Yeah. So I've been kind of living through her. And then with Andrea, the two women platform is allowing me the stage to express myself artistically. So tell us a little bit about your um, relationship with Andrea yeah. and two women, mm -hmm. and, and what is it? What is yeah. it all about? So Andrea and I actually met uh, because of acting. We met in some acting classes yeah. um, about maybe yeah eight years ago. And then we met again when my son, Esteen, was modeling, and um, she was modeling as well. So we met up with her again, and that's where really the friendship started. And two years ago, we reconnected and said, look, we, we're really good friends. We, 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 we kind of really respect each other and what we do. And we realized that we, we kind of created a whole solution together. So whereas Andrea is focused on like the outside, the how you present yourself, how you express yourself um, in fashion and in, um, you know, vocally and in yes. presentation. Um, and my focus has been on the inside and the why and the purpose and how you connect your inner purpose with your actions and your, your expression. We said, oh, this is beautiful. It fits together like the, you know, like the, the front and back of a coin. Yes. And so uh, we, we must leverage this and help other people uh, be inspired, entertained and educated, which is uh, the purpose behind the Two Women platform. Okay to inspire, educate, and entertain women and everybody. <laughs> for those watching, I think we need to wrap it up now because yes. it's getting a bit late. So for those watching who may not have heard of you before, where can they find you online? Right, so Janine uh, Bensuda is my Instagram handle. If you'd like to follow two women, we are two ex-women, and we're on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, definitely, if you would like to exchange notes or talk about ways to express yourself, to reignite your fire, to find your energy in your life and your sunshine, uh, I love engaging with uh, with people. I have a lot of people reach out to me on Instagram. Okay, that's yeah. amazing. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Today. Thank you for what you're doing. It's incredible. Thank you. So proud of you.